Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Hello and uh, welcome to another half a dozen things Mike Takeover. So uh, uh, watched or listened before, I'm uh, I'm Mike uh, Mike Vickers and I'm uh, one of the fleet geeks that would normally be appearing on uh, for the, our, our famous fleet geek uh, podcasts and uh, videos. Um, I have uh, taken over um, half a dozen things uh, on, on a few occasions um, as we come towards the end of this uh, of this year. I'm recording this in in, in uh, early December, actually, uh, just just literally into December. Um, so I, I've I've taken over half a dozen things um, on a couple of occasions. Uh, previously, uh, I did a, a, a session on um, how fleet operators can approach the the green agenda and what we can do um, in terms of uh, taking our fleet into the next uh, the next generation, as it were. Uh, I did uh, another one on. Um, accident investigation uh, for uh, fleet operators and transport managers. So if you haven't checked those out, uh, have a look at them. Might be worth uh, might be worth a few moments of your time uh, to have a listen or watch uh, of those. So this is the third in my little series of uh, mini takeovers um, of half a dozen things. And what I thought I'd talk about uh, today was um, uh, I didn't really know how to, quite, how, to, how to sort of frame this. I was kind of thinking of various different ways to come at it. Um, the traffic commissioner will quite often, or traffic commissioners will, try, will quite often talk about trigger points uh, when it comes for to operators, uh, and, and what they mean by trigger points are events that happen that should, um, you, you know, assuming that the the, the operator is of course uh, always working, uh, you know, to the very highest standards of compliance as we all do but um these trigger points should be um moments that make you sit up and take notice really that we are or we have experienced some trouble and we now need to act either collectively as a as a management team or as a a, you know a group of uh, directors or owners uh we now need to take some really decisive uh, action because um, these these trigger events or one of these trigger events has happened uh, within our business and uh, you know we, it, it needs our fullest attention. Um, the other the other way I was looking uh, going to look at it from another sort of angle to look at that from is um, uh, traffic commissioners also often mention quite often mention silos. So um, s- silos were. If you're working, if you're a group of of, of operators, you're an operator and you've got several uh, different uh, operating centres or you've got several different operators' licences within your sort of remit, um, you may find that one or two of those operating centres, for one reason or another, uh, maybe there's been a recent change of transport manager or maybe the transport manager, maybe the other side of the coin, the transport manager uh, has been in post an awful long time and things may have slipped uh, in terms of complacency, um, and, and how these the, how these individual operating centres or, or operators' licences can can sometimes act um, 
sort of um, unilaterally and, and they can they can drift off down their own little path. And the first thing that the senior director team or, or the owners of the business get to realise that there's a problem is when they get a letter, a calling letter from uh, from the office of the traffic commissioner. Uh, and they suddenly realise something has gone wrong somewhere in, in one of their one of their areas. Um, so that was another way of looking at it. And I suppose another way of looking at what I'm going to talk about um, on this uh, podcast is um, in terms of as a uh, as a, a transport manager, at what point do I pick the phone up and, uh, and make a phone call to a, to you know, the directors of the business uh, or the owners of the business and say, look, uh, guys, we, we've got a problem. Um, you know, something's happened and we've got a problem. So uh, whichever way, whichever sort of way you come at it from, um, these these events are trigger points um, that, that really require our utmost attention. So uh, in the true tradition, tradition of half a dozen things, then I've got a half a dozen things um, that I've prepared um, that would meet, you know, for me, in my opinion, uh, these would be trigger trigger points um, for that sort of um, you know that, those conversations to take place. So um, I'm going to I'm going to kick off. It's difficult. I'm not really picking. This is not only particular order in terms of uh, importance because they're all important in their own ways, as you can see as I go down the list. Um, it's so not in any way particular order of importance. Uh, but I'm going to start off with a road traffic collision involving an injury. So a fairly serious road traffic collision. If it involves an injury to another person, that could either be, um, you know, it's, it's, it's der- without being sort of cynical, um, it, you would, if it involved your driver, now, of course, um, if it involves a driver that's injured, one of your drivers that's injured, then uh, there's a good chance that as a business, as a, as a collective, um, you know, we're going to ta- we're going to have to do some sort of we're going to have to you know respond to that in some sort of way, shape, or form, in, in with regards to the um, the family or the you know the close family. I mean, it, it uh, that I think is a we would have a natural sort of um, desire to look after uh, you know our own our own people. Um, so it, whether if it that obviously that sets off a whole new chain of events and there, there should be um you know I, I would i would urge operators of, of any size to have some sort of contingency plan in place for that make sure that your um contact details are up to date you know how how terrible would it be if something happened to one of your drivers and you drag their hrr file out uh, and you you suddenly find that um uh you know, the next of kin, the person you're ringing or the person you're trying to contact as the emergency number is no longer the emergency contact or you just can't, simply can't can't get in touch with them. So I'd urge operators to have a look at their uh, the contact details that you hold for your people and make sure that they are up to date um, and, you know, ask them regularly to review them um, and to, to update them as necessary. Because that, that, you know, in the heat of the moment, when you've got a lot of other things going on, you've got a, you know, maybe a damaged vehicle that needs recovering, you've got uh, you've got all sorts of things. You, you may have the police sort of wanting to ask you questions. Um, you know, the last thing you want to do is be, is have the, 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 the worry or the, the, the hassle of, of not being able to find uh, your, your driver's contact details or contact their next of kin. So uh, make sure that, that that is up to date. Um, the other side of that coin, then, if it's an injury that involves another member of the Republic, you know, your vehicle has been involved in a fairly serious road traffic collision uh, and somebody is, uh, is is injured, 
Um, how do you, from that point onwards, how do you support your driver? Because your driver may well be uh, looking at uh, being interviewed by the police under caution. Uh, what sort of uh, setup procedures have you got in place um, for that? I, I kind of covered that off a little bit in uh, when we were talking accident investigations. You just make sure um, that you know is there something that you can do for the driver? What is it you're going to be doing for the driver in in that respect? But um, and, and again, I, I covered this off in the um, in the accident investigation. But you also got to think about your reaction in terms of. Um, your public relations, uh, you know, your PR uh, kind of uh, spin on it. You, you, you're going to have to sort of protect your brand, your image, um, because your vehicle has been involved in a, a serious road traffic collision and there's going to be people taking pictures, possibly ending up on the internet, um, et cetera, et cetera. So just, just prepare that. I think, you know, as I say, I covered that off in the in the last one um, about uh, accident investigations, but that that's moving on from that. Um you, the, the road traffic collision involving an injury is probably going to get some at attention from the police if they're investigating it, uh, which will probably mean interviewing somebody from the business, may, potentially interviewing them uh, under caution. And uh, also you've got to think about your vehicle. Uh, is it going to be uh, impounded by the police? Are they going to need it to try to gather evidence? Um, of what impact that would be on, on the business? So I think any, a road traffic collision involving an injury to either your driver or another member of the public where you're going to get that level of interest, that would be, for me, definitely a trigger point. Uh, as a transport manager, I would be picking up the phone and speaking to, um, you know, as a senior people as you can in the business uh, to make them aware of the situation uh, and to make them, uh, you know, to, to, all, to formulate your plan of how you're going to deal with it. Um, you know, the last thing you really want is somebody uh, from the police or, or maybe from the local press or uh, whatever, uh, knocking on, on, on the owner of the business's door or on a director's door saying, have you got any comment to make about uh, X, Y, Z accident? And, and they know nothing about it. So for me, that would be trigger point number one, as I say, not, not necessarily in, in any order of, of, of pre preference, but uh, number two would be um, in a very, very similar um vein really to a road traffic collision involving an, an injury um the second one would be a uh, a bridge strike um and i think um you you know you know we all know as well as, as as the next person in our industry how how bridge strikes are viewed uh bridge strikes are um of course we know that they're on the um you know they're on the increase and more and more bridge Bridges get hit seems to be every year. Is it five a day? Uh, is the is the is the figure that is uh, is quite often used? Um, bridge strikes will will bring you to the attention of the traffic commissioner as well as the police. Um, uh, potentially for you know you might be looking at a drive a dangerous driving or driving without due care and attention for your driver. Uh, it's going to bring a lot of negative um, uh, publicity from um, you know stuff going on the internet, Facebook, Twitter um etc um so you know this is something that you would need to think about how you deal with that uh as a business uh what 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 plans you'd make for that uh but i think you know again maybe sort of talked about that in a previous podcast but from a from a, a trigger point point of view in terms of the traffic commission and that obviously when we talk about these trigger points always prevention is better than the cure um to make sure that you've got the systems and procedures in place to hopefully help these these things are very rare or don't happen at all but you know the worst that's happened you've hit a bridge uh what do you do next um 
So hopefully you've got a bridge strike policy um, uh, and that will also not just include how to prevent a bridge strike, but if the worst happens, how do you deal with it? It, it is going to attract attention from the traffic commissioner with, almost without doubt. Um, so you need to start that sort of path about how, you know, what, what your next steps are um, uh, straight away. And, 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 you know, a lot of people, it's very easy. We have um, the Barrett Room lawyers on uh, on Facebook um, who, uh, who who think this is very, very easy. It's simply a matter of, uh, of dismissing your driver, you know, on site, basically. Uh, and, and that's going to make the problem go away. It isn't. Um, the traffic commissioners don't necessarily uh, want you to take that form of action because you're just going to be passing the problem on to somebody else. Uh, that driver is going to go away. None, none the wiser. They're going to move into a you know with a, with a market as it is. They're just going to move into another job, and um, the problem hasn't actually gone away. So they would be preferring you to take proactive action um, to probably you know re-educate that driver in some way, shape, or form. Um, uh, uh, document it is is what I would say. Uh, absolutely document it as best you possibly can. The actions you're going to take uh, with that driver, they will ultimately they're going to they're going to be called in front of a disciplinary hearing, and as we know, um, that's going to be uh, you know, um, unless there's an exceptional circumstance or they've got a very good defence, that is going to end up with them um, losing uh, their HGV entitlement for a period of time. Um, so um, be prepared for that, and and how to deal how to deal with a sort of fallout from that as well. But a bridge strike definitely. You, you, it doesn't matter what time of day or night, and it, it is you're going to be making an awkward phone call as a TM. You're going to be making an awkward phone call to to a director. And, and I think as I go through these points, um, these things do happen. You know, we're going to we, we we do our very very best um, to prevent them from happening, uh, and that's why we have. Uh, that's why we work very, very hard at um, what we do as transport managers to try to prevent these things from happening. But life being life, uh, you know, invariably, um, it even happens to the best of operators. Um, I was with a, an operator today, uh, I, was, I was in the presence of an operator today, let's put it that way, uh, uh, who is a very incredibly massively big operator, one of the biggest in the country. And, um, the, 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 you know, he, he sat there, the phone went off and... Uh, got notification of a bridge strike so it does happen to the best of the best so uh you know these things happen but you know it's it's not sometimes that they've happened but we how we deal with how they've happened and there's certainly everybody in the business who's uh, a part of that senior management structure senior management team will need to know about a bridge strike um number three a uh, number no, sorry number where do we get to not yes yeah, so number three uh a, a pg9 uh, or a T160 prohibition. So a PG9, are, you are, you know, they're, they're all important. I don't know how you would uh, you would categorise the importance of a PG9. It's it's going to be uh, bad news for you as an operator. It's going to impact uh, severely your OCRS score. Um, it, it's going to involve you may potentially recovering a vehicle. Um, it, it's you know it's an event that is is again it's a it's an all too rare it's a rare event thankfully they all too rare it's a, it's a rare event thankfully for most operators um, so it, it's it's but it's again it, it may take us by surprise when it does if it does happen and again it's we plan not for this to happen and that's why we put a lot of time and effort into making sure we've got the systems and procedures in place for it not to happen but if it does that is definitely for me a trigger point. Um, because invariably it's going to lead to um, you know some some issues down 
down the line. So that would include uh, a PG9, an immediate prohibition. I would probably say a delayed prohibition as a transport manager. Uh, it depends on the on the business, of course, but as a transport manager, um, a delayed prohibition may not need to get out uh, a, a, you know, a phone call at sort of three o'clock in the morning to the managing director. Uh, but I certainly think an immediate prohibition or, you know, an immediate X mark prohibition, uh, you know, which is signifying that there's been a significant failure of your vehicle's maintenance system. You know, I do think that would be a, a, a definitely a trigger event. And it, what we're going to do, oh, Pete's joined me. Wow. How are we doing? All right. What are you doing, Pete? Well, that's a surprise. Pop, popped up out of the blue. <laughs> I'm just, you caught me halfway through my, uh, my, uh, my uh, sort of um, monologue, if you like. Um, yeah. Does that make, did that make you jump a little bit, mate? <laughs> Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. Flagship Partners help their clients become safer, greener, and greater through a range of consultancy and training services. We offer audits through to risk assessments, contracts through to support with managing your culture, all the way from mandatory training through to management training as well. So if you need any support, please do get in touch with Flagship Partners today. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd do um, uh, just telling the dear listeners that we were doing uh, we did a, we're doing a series of, of sort of uh, monologue standalone kind of things uh, just to round the year off. And uh, um, the one I chose today was to um, was to talk about trigger events that an operator might come across. Um, yourself and I were, were were chatting to to a very interesting guest we have on the Fleet Geek podcast. Um, earlier on in the week, um, uh, Chris Powell uh, from Wayman's. And um, Chris talked about, we, we, we kind of touched on the subject there, Chris talked about um, the um, uh, silos, people working in silos from big, for some sort of larger operators um, where, where things go wrong. And the first that the business owners get to know about it is when, uh, you know, they get a call-in letter from the, uh, from the traffic commissioner. So, um, and we also know that, um, traffic commissioners quite often talk about trigger events, you know, these these kind of monumental events that happen, um, thankfully, rarely, but do happen, um, uh, whereby, you know, it's all action, all, all hands to the pump. And um, uh, we'd gotten down the list, I'd already gotten down the list through, um, so I started off with an, a road traffic collision involving an injury and, and how you would deal with that, what would happen, um, bridge strikes. It's going to be there, isn't it? Bridge strikes. So I've just got on to PG9 prohibitions and immediate probe. What do you think, Pete? I'll put that out to you then. So, um, you know, let's say a medium sized transport company, um, you get a, a delayed prohibition. Um, would that be something as a as a business owner? Would that be something you would expect your transport manager to ring you up in the middle of the night and tell you you'd had or? Would, would you think that an immediate prohibition would be the only thing that would get you out of bed at three o'clock? Oh, that's a really good question, actually. You've put me right on the spot there, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> right into the middle of it. Put me right on the spot there. I think I think it's down to, I guess it's down to, um, so I know this sounds like I'm shirking responsibility a little bit here to answer the question, but I really am guessing it's down to the confidence of the business owner in his team to be able to, properly deal with that situation 
Yeah, no, um, that's a fair point, isn't it? I think um, I think it's about the confidence level, and I think it's absolutely something that directors should be having a conversation with um, with guys about. And um, I think that, in all honesty, I think I'd I think I'd want the call. I think I'd want yeah. the call. I think I'd want to know about it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right answer for everyone. What, no, what no thoughts, I, it, it, I think it would. It would depend on the business, and as you say, the confidence that the owner or the director of the business or the directors would have in the in the transport team. I think an immediate prohibition that was Xmart. Um, I think that's that warrants enough of an alarm bell to be ringing that that possibly would require uh, mm-hmm. the earliest possible, um, you know, the earliest possible intervention. And I guess Pete, I think. You know, as a transport manager, for me personally, I, I I would feel awkward about that conversation with my boss, um, mm-hmm. but not ashamed um, because it does happen, doesn't it? And I think honesty is the best policy. How would you, how would you go about starting that conversation off? You know, how would you how would you expect somebody to start that conversation with off with you? <laughs> Listen, boss, got a bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think um I think um I think I think the the way to approach it is I need your help. I need yeah. your help, you know. Um this has happened and it's important and I wanted to share it with you and we need to have a look at how it's occurred, but I wanted to I wanted your help on how best to resolve it for the business. I think it's uh, I think it's probably a good way of approaching it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's 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 a, it's all about it's it's an honest conversation that you've you've got to have, and um, you know you you talked about trusting the team, um, and if, if if you've got to trust the team that ha- that will have that awkward conversation with the boss and say, look, boss, we've we've got a bit of a problem. We've had a vehicle stopped, and uh, you know we've got an issue with it. Um, but I think that would and a t- and another, the other one I was looking at there in the same sort of light really was a an overload. Or an insecure load, I think that would probably be um, equally as 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 um, impactful on the business, wouldn't it? But yeah, I think I think I think, I think they're both uh, they're both very much uh, uh, driver uh, driver led issues, aren't they? Yeah, um, absolutely. In, in, in reality, they're they're driver led issues. So I definitely think uh, advising and seeking a bit of help. But um, I think uh, do you know what? It's a really valuable conversation, isn't it? Because how many operators do you think are having? those proactive conversations around this is when you ring me and this can wait till the morning. Um, yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think that's a really, a really worthwhile thing for, for people to have a think about me. Did you have, uh, did you have many more triggers mate? Or have I interrupted sort of? No, no, that was number, number three. I've only got on to numbers. Number four then. Uh, the, okay. Following on from that. Oh, have this, you got six? Have you got six things got already? Six, oh, yeah. oh, amazing. Yeah. Your brand, Amazing. you should know so, these things. Oh, no, I should know these things. I um, So I, I popped in because I was about to go and record a session and I saw Mike was live recording and I was like, oh, I wonder if it will let me in. And here I toddled and I came to interrupt, sort of... mate. So and, and put you off your swing, mate. So no, uh, I think I think this will work really well because it's it shows you just the nature of how we do these things. So yeah, um, you know, it, for the listeners, I had a chat with Pete earlier on in the in the, in the day, and we we were discussing the, the sort of route. You know, the next. Uh, you know, the the, the, <laughs> the it was our production planning meeting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
something so, like got that, any ideas yeah. for a podcast and uh, it, yeah. it was kind of off the hoof i said i'll tell you what i'm I, i'm i'm sort of in, at the moment i'm sort of incarcerated in a premier inn this is not my living room by the way folks or, uh and I good, said, old, well, good old I'm, purple I'm, palace mate good old yeah purple i'm in the palace. purple palace and i said well look, i'm in a hotel room i'm doing transport manager down here in uh, in cookham uh, in leafy Berkshire, and I said, "Well, look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a loose end. Let, let me, let me record another one. So this will be the third in the series that I, I've done." And um, and then Pete pops up halfway through. So we got to number three. So number four, I can bring you in on number four. Number four, then, um, if I'd received a letter. Now, I suppose really this would be. Um, it's worthwhile mentioning that if you get a call-up letter from the traffic commissioner, or 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 a, a letter. Um, um, saying that the DVSA are coming down to do a maintenance visit, um, a maintenance inspection visit, it would probably actually be addressed to the managing director or to the to the to the well to the operator, wouldn't it, rather than the transport manager. So I'm guessing they would probably already know about this. But I, I would say that trigger number four would be getting a get either getting a call up letter or or a letter saying that the, the DVSA are coming coming into town. I'd, I'd yeah. say definitely you'd, you'd want to know about that, wouldn't you, as a business owner? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely escalating, isn't it? You know, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, it's a real challenge, isn't it, with uh, operators who have got multiple operating centres and um, making sure that the, their team members are uh, in the know enough to be able to escalate the right issues. And that's that's absolutely one of them, mate. Absolutely. I, I, I think so. I think that would be cer- certainly something that we would have on the have on the agenda again it's it, you know it brings up that that same conversation again how many operators and transport managers and directors have this conversation about look this is what you need to need to chat with me about if if this happens um what in terms of in terms of your you're quite close i'll say you're quite close in the nicest possible way you're quite close to the dvsa um uh, in terms of them turning up for a maintenance inspection uh, report, uh, a maintenance uh, visit. Um, I'm not saying this would influence the visit at all, but do you think it shows a business in a better light if somebody really senior is there to shake their hands and greet them? Absolutely. I think it, it sets the right time. 100%, 100%, 100%. I think, um, you know, I think... The more the more a business can say that they're or demonstrate that they're invested in the importance of their operation and uh, the role that the DVSA play, even if even if the director just plays a bit part in the meeting, which is to greet to greet the DVSA officer, to introduce themselves, and to say, you know, I trust my transport manager implicitly, so I'm going to leave you in his capable hands, but you know, I am here and I am committed to this. Uh, I think that I think that's going to go a long way. I know, obviously, I'm speaking for I'm speaking for the agency, but uh, I certainly think if that was me as a as an examiner, I think well, that's jolly, that's jolly committed, isn't it? That a busy guy like that or a busy person like that, as uh, I said, guy, look at me, that was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, a busy person like that, awful. I'm going to end up getting. Well, I think I think guys guy goes either way doesn't it? you know i quite often i feel so. like i feel like guy goes either way but yeah. i think um i think uh yeah i've got to I, be I a little bit dress... more selective i've got to be a little bit yeah, more selective. Yes. i quite often dress like you know 
training sessions and look guys you know and, and I, what i mean is look everybody and i think people yeah. say that in restaurants don't they so it's not yeah, a bad thing is it true true so yeah i think um yeah i think in answer to your question i think that's definitely that's definitely a recommendation that's a recommendation for me definitely yeah and i think it's worthwhile the transport manager um you know, having a briefing beforehand, because I suppose it could, as well as tra- as the director trusting the transport manager, I suppose as well, the transport manager, for me, the transport manager were thinking, you know, this the director who may not have, um, may not be a transport person. We may be talking about a company here that runs HGVs, but is not a haulier. So, you know, uh, who's, who's tra- the transport side of it is only ancillary to the business. Perhaps, the transport manager knowing how the DVSA work um, would want to have a quick briefing with the director sort of, you know, don't say anything silly. Don't offer them, you know, don't offer them an envelope full of five pound notes or whatever, you know, it it might be (laughs) worth just having that little conversation to make sure that they kind of both know where the DVSA is coming from. Yeah. There's Um, certainly, there's certainly a few, there's certainly a few occasions of, uh, bailed out someone a little bit more senior in a business when I've been supporting them on a maintenance investigation visit and uh, they're they're not quite saying the right thing and I'm kind of like <coughs> <laughs> kicking them under the desk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll like the, that the, that. the right answer the right answer is written on this scrap of paper. Yeah, yeah, don't go. So it, it could work both ways, couldn't it? It could be like the director yeah. trusting the transport manager, but also the transport manager trust, trusting the director, particularly if they're a little bit more old, uh, you know, old school. Um, uh, you know, reminds me of the famous story. I think it was Beverly Bell, wasn't it, that was uh, addressed by uh, an operator, an old school operator as love. <laughs> All right, love. Wow. Yeah, okay, love. Well, I won't do that again, love. And <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, that probably... Uh, you, you know, if you was if you was representing that particular operator at that point at a public inquiry, you'd be sort of going, oh, oh don't say that. Yeah, don't so, do, say that. I, I think that would be a, a, a notice of a, a, a call-up letter. Uh, number five, then, just move on. Uh, I think probably in the same kind of vein, really. Losing a wheel um, is, is something that... Um, Disaster, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. kind of... I don't know. I kind of thought that had died a bit of a death, but... Um, no pun intended, but um, evidently not. It's still an issue, isn't it? Um, as yeah, we, absolutely. We... J- just one moment, Mike, because Roman's asking if he can put the World Cup on and um, quietly makes some recording a podcast. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, Roman's putting. I the didn't, World th- Cup I didn't on. know if there was any football tonight. I don't give the game away when we recorded this. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there we go. It's World Cup 2022, people. As we're that's not going to age well. This it's not 1966 but... or anything, is it? No. Yeah, but 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 nonetheless, all of our content is evergreen. You know, it's always oh, there, good. available for you. It's always relevant, isn't it? Always relevant. Yeah, always relevant. So yeah, um, um, sorry, mate. I'm I'm back in the room with you now. What's no? What well, I would say yeah, loss of wheelness. We I, I yes. kind of thought loss of wheels was was a as kind of we as an industry we'd gotten on top of that problem but uh, evidently not and um, we were uh, no it was in it was in uh, chris's top top items was, for 2022 wasn't it, yeah. weren't it so yeah um I, you know again i've not i've not heard of a wheel not loss incident for for quite a while now but or a loss of a load i think again that is something that would definitely be um definitely be uh, you know sort of project upwards towards the uh, the directors of the company. So I'll finish off then with number six, then, to make it nice and uh, round. This is quite an interesting one. Coming from a, a transport manager, sort of pushing this upwards towards a director or an operator, an owner, 
Um, a serious tachograph infringement. Now, not um, you're not going to wake the um, the owner of the business up at three o'clock in the morning because somebody's had forgot to have their um, working time break. But what I'm talking about here is, and it happens, and I'm always intrigued to what found out from the driver why it happened, because it's very rarely in an attempt to defraud or deceive anybody, but drivers to take their card out. But it does have, we know it happens, don't we? We do see it um, and we know it happens. But to me, I think that is a quite a serious tachograph infringement and I think that would probably need reporting upwards because possibly, you know, in terms of the, you know, the consequences of that. But any idea why people do it, Pete? Why do people do it? Um, they do do so it, though, don't they? They they do, mate. They do, and I think um, I think it, often it's ignorance. Is yeah. normally, you know, when I've come across it before. Um, normally it's often ignorance or you know a bit of my mate reckons like my mate reckons it'll be okay <laughs> uh, yeah, or yeah. my mate my mate does it and it'll be all right so um, I think uh, it's vital it's vital I think just as just as an industry we think that we're up in the standards I think you realize that actually there is there is big swathes of the industry where there's still a real shortage of understanding and knowledge. And um, I think just because you've repeated something a thousand times, it doesn't mean um, it doesn't mean that it's resolved. Interestingly, actually, I'll give you a little bit of my NLP practitioner uh, training that they have for NLP practitioner training. They have what's called pre presuppositions, which are is a posh way of saying assumptions. Mm. And one of them is, is the meaning of communication is the message that's received. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So just because yeah. you've projected as a transport manager, um, just one moment. Oh, God, I'm just going to have to show the audience this. Have a look at this from uh, from my lad Roman. He's been doing some maths, and then he's written, "What channel is the World Cup on?" That's his English homework for tonight. Yeah, <laughs> spelled Although, it right as well, isn't he? He has, spelled, he has spelled it correctly. Well yeah, done, I'm not. Mate. I'm not. It's going to be on BBC or ITV, buddy. So yeah. Okay, cool. He's like nodding his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying, mate? So, uh, yeah, uh, so the communication, the, the message. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So the meaning of communication is the message that's received. And I think um, just as it, it's a little bit like, it's a little bit like marketing a business, I think, just as you're getting tired of repeating the same message over and over again, the people that really need to hear it are only just starting to listen. So um, you... Uh, you know, I think uh, it's important that you're going to feel like a parrot, but that's what that's part of the job. You know, that's part of the job. We, uh, I heard a funny story from an from uh, who was doing some training, an operator, and uh, they told me a funny story about one of their drivers. Actually, they said uh, uh, they were giving the dr- the driver, a, let's for want of a better word, a bollocking uh, over something, and the driver said. Yeah, he said that's the second time you've told me that. <laughs> well, that, isn't that the message? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, like, but you, the driver was flabbergasted. That's the second time you've told me that. Yeah, well, perhaps if you'd have got it right in the first place. Well, um, I heard a good one uh, talking about taking your tachograph card out, and uh, someone was telling me the other day that one of their drivers was uh, seventeen minutes short of getting back to base. They'd run out of driving time, basically. Um, so they drove for seventeen minutes. Um, I can't remember 17 miles or 17 minutes, it'd be roughly the same kind of thing, wouldn't it? Uh, so let's say 17 minutes, driven for 17 minutes without the card in because they'd run out of driving time. Well, ideally, you don't want to run out of driving time, fair enough, but 
you know, taking the card out is far, far, far worse than leaving the card in and going 17 minutes over your driving time, isn't it? So, but, you know, it's difficult because if you were training a driver, you couldn't say to them, well, look, if you're running out of driving time, just leave your card in because it's okay. Um, you know, so it's difficult to get that message across, isn't it? Well, you know, yeah. just for, number one, don't run out of driving time. But number two, the worst thing you can possibly do if you run out of driving time is take card out. Yeah, yeah. So that I, I don't, I don't know how, how I, I'm interested to hear how other TMs would would communicate that actually to a driver. My my route tends to be uh, I have like a fundamental a fundamental rule with them, which is that a card removal is cardinal, mm, which is yeah, like a, hang, a hangable offence. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, an infringement is obviously uh, bad and can be severe. But I have the rule of take the infringement. If you have oh, to, if there's a choice, yeah. you take. Yeah, the, the the card removal is a hangable offence. It shows uh, the it infringement, shows intent, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the infringement. Take take the infringement, and uh, at least then you know because often um, there there needs to be a bit of an interrogation as to why the infringement might have occurred, and it might not. You know, it's not always necessarily the fault of the driver either. No, 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 exactly. So, for me, so, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a three o'clock get out of bed, uh, get your managing director out of bed sort of job, but it would certainly be something I would flag up as at my earliest possible convenience as a transport manager. Listen, boss, one of our drivers has, as as you say, has committed the cardinal sin and has pulled their card. Um, on in, interviewing the driver, I can understand why they've done it, but you know it is not what you need to be doing so definitely no, no, no. and i think i think what operators need to understand is that it's a failure on their part if one of their drivers is taking their card out that is a failure on their part because they've failed to communicate the severity yeah at which absolutely of of, yeah. of that of that infringement um and i think the tc and i think the dvsa would treat that as such you know that the the operator's got there's a lot of people with slopey shoulders in the industry sometimes yeah. and they're not yeah. willing to look in the mirror at their own their own shortcomings that you know the, the the blame lays with the driver and that's not that every yeah. everything that occurs yeah. everything that occurs is a failure of a system of some description in your management system you know we've we in the airline industry we've come a long way from if it was as simple as every time an airplane crashed into the ground if it was as simple as saying bloody pilots what are they the bloody idiots you know uh, if we just said that every t- every time there was an aeroplane crash, if we just shrugged our shoulders and said, bloody pilots, can't get them these days, idiots, um, then we would get no further down. the line. We would not be where we are in terms of airline safety. But I think in our industry, a vehicle hits a bridge and we just point the finger at the driver and say, what an idiot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When the when the real problem is, is, is systems, isn't it? It's the system has let yeah. us down. Absolutely. The driver is just a part of that system. Absolutely, but mate. Absolutely. There's a podcast for another day, so, isn't there? Just just before we disappear, I'm going to be super. I'm going to be super woke and do some education. Something else that I learned on my NLP session um, around, uh, say, language. You know, you know, you picked up the other day. We still use the term banksman training. Yeah, We're not really meant to call banksman, right? So the right, correct is reversing. reversing I saw you'd like. To, I saw you'd like to post about someone doing a reversing assistant course um, today. So um, here's a new one for you. So this this podcast we're calling Trigger Points for Operators. And we'll keep the name. We will keep the name because I think it's the right thing and I think people will understand what we mean. But interestingly, you know the term trigger is being used more and more, particularly yeah. in mental health terms. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was educated by a young lady on my uh, on my NLP practitioners course who'd come along who was um, 
you know, very in touch, very empathetic with with others and um, what have you. And she made a point because the two trainers who are, you know, white middle-aged men similar to us uh, kept using the word trigger when we were talking about mental health things. And she said, um, please, do you mind refraining from using the word trigger? It doesn't really mean anything to me, she said. But obviously the, the, there is a negative connotation with the word trigger, which uh, which relates to the use of guns. And yeah. uh, I find I find a far better use of language to be activate. activate so yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. so what that would then mean is this this podcast would be called activation points for operators. activate. Well, I tell you what, when you actually yeah, I suppose when you think about the word activate, it 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 does it it begins a set of things, doesn't it? It begins a process. Yeah. And actually, so I was just thinking about it as you're talking. I thought, oh, should I share that or not? And I thought, actually, yeah. no, I will because I think I think it's um, it's interesting. Obviously, I haven't done the NLP. It's interesting how our use of words and our language. Do you know? Do you know what they say? The most beautiful thing they say uh, in NLP, which is our our language and our choice of words are clothes for our thoughts. Oh yeah. I thought, how lovely is yeah. that? Because yeah, it is, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and uh, so that that sort of, that stuck with me. So yeah, language, language. It's, anyway, but yeah, what, so... it's, it's a great skill. Choosing the right language is a great skill, isn't it? It's, when somebody yeah, does it's... it properly, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm no, no good at it too old now, but yeah, it's a, it is a great skill. And and trigger also, yeah. When you think about trigger, trigger aim. You know, if you were doing sort of word association, you think, well, that's aiming it at somebody. Trigger point is aiming the blame maybe at something. Whereas, yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think it's probably. So, yeah. Activation. Oh, can't so, yeah. change the name of this now. <laughs> no, no, no. We stick. No, we stick with the name. We stick with the name. It was just more a case. It's. I don't think. I don't think there's any right or wrong, is there? But it's just. Uh, it's just an alternative Good school point. of thought and a, a nice little anecdote from my NLP course, which people are going to get fed up of hearing about. I think. I think. I, t- I tell you what. I think that's going to fill a few podcasts. That is, isn't it? <laughs> what the NLP? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got loads. I've got mate. I've got so much stuff. I've got so much yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Real, mate. Well, uh, it's been nice to gate crash, mate. Yeah, I know. Great, and it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. It, it's uh, it worked. It worked quite well. So uh, hopefully that'll be uh, of some value to uh, to the listeners and viewers. Absolutely. Um, and and you know, it's, it, I'm not saying that my six are the are the are the ultimate guide, or you know, uh, is what it's not gospel. It's just those things that, that those six uh, points activation points for me would be. Um, what you know, they would activate my fingers on a on a phone um, uh, to ring yeah, the managing like director it. to explain like it, a problem. Um, but yeah, excellent. Well, brilliant, Pete. Well, lovely to see you. And um, yeah, good to see you, mate. And good to see um, the audience. Good to see you listening. And uh, we'll see you all on the next one. See you later. Bye. Bye. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.